Welcome back, episode 11. I'm the Big Cheese with Cali West and special guest from Dash Radio, uh, Julianne. Clap it up for Julianne. Hey. What's up, Julie? Julie's What's up, guys? How, how's the LA weather? Oh, it's a little bit foggy and rainy right now, so it's not the best, but we can't complain. It's better than here in Brooklyn. Um, it's, it's cold and rainy. How is it up there in the Bronx? Uh, it's cold and rainy. <laughs> this is Kelly West <laughs> um, coming to you. It is amazing to have Julie on. I'm very excited. I just came back from the holiday break. We have all been enjoying the holidays. I'm really excited about coming back because I have. I, I feel like a re-energy. How you feel, mm-hmm. Cheese? Uh, man, I've been I've been feeling good. Vacation was good. It means, uh, in terms of just reaching out to people and getting people for the show, that's how we got Julie here. Um, thank you so much for being so gracious with your time and bringing your passion to us. And that's the part of the podcast that I'm finding that has been the most enjoyable and really like, wow, I can't believe this is, I'm meeting these wonderful people that I don't know who are in different parts of the world. Um, So having them come on the show has been something that I feel has given me renewed hope of what the world could be like when we find things that are, that link us together in the biggest tapestry of the world. This little thing called hip hop has built this relationship with other people. So having you, Julie, on the show and talking about Dash Radio is has been something that I'm still processing how elated I am. Uh, how, how did it feel like when, when we reached out to you, like, yo, you, you, you'll be a great guest and we wanted to really highlight. What, what were your thoughts with that? That was really awesome. I'm usually so used to being the one reaching out to people and booking people for our radio station. So it's really cool to have people sometimes reach out to me and have me as a guest. I think that's awesome. And you guys love to talk about everything I love to talk about. So yeah. I'm super uh, excited. So what what is it that you do at Dash Radio? Because Dash Radio is kind of a big deal. The way I, I see it is, uh, you know, internet internet radio, a lot of yeah. things going on with, uh, you know, snoopers all over the place. And, and then you got yeah. uh, Tyler, the creator. And I'm like, this is this is what I wanted to do. And me and actually me and Cali West are working on our own uh, radio station behind the scenes. And I'm like oh man we have a long That's way to awesome. go to reach dash um and so where are you what do you, what is, what's your job function over there at dash radio yeah, so uh, just a little bit of background on Dash. So it's basically an app uh, that you could download and you can also listen online. It's totally free. It has zero commercials and we have over 70 stations. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool. And we have, it's not like Pandora or Spotify because those are more like playlists, but this is actual radio with DJs and interviews and things like that. So um, I'm currently a program director there. I do... A few stations, but my baby is made. It's called Native Rhymes, and it basically oh, plays. Say that one more, <laughs> please, because I get chills. <laughs> it's called Native Rhymes, and okay. uh, I program basically what I like to say, real hip hop. So it's a bunch of '90s classics, a lot of underground, a lot of stuff from the early 2000s, and and yeah, you know the the real stuff that we love. Oh, yeah, mm. I've been listening Hello. to Dash. Uh, as soon as I started thinking about the podcast, 
full disclosure, the podcast that me and Callie do crush a lot was it was an accident. It wasn't. It was just two people who work together who talk about this all the time at work. And we just like, let's record it one day. And that's exactly how it happened. There was no intention. There was no format. We're like, just put a mic and go. Um, and then it turned into this, um, which I'm very grateful for. Um, and I feel like reaching out to people and finding people like you and other people in the future. Andy Minio is going to be on the show. He's a big deal. Um, show Barack is going to be on the show um, coming up in a few weeks. Um, has like, <clears throat> this is like, how do you even land on those things? I, to, 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 to add on to that, I'm I'm really happy to talk to someone who has an extensive knowledge of, of what we talk about. And not only that, um, the, the way that our show is, is uh, founded is by true conversation. It's by true dialogue. It's by genuine passion for what we believe is right. And, and a lot of our, our, our fiendness in music comes from um, other views of the world, whether it's pol- politics, whether it's race, whether it's gender. Um, and and I just, I- I'm ready to talk about like everything. And I'm glad that you're on the show just because we, we, we can get unapologetic and I'm, and I'm hoping everyone and not, uh, not only you, but yes, all of our audience comes to to our show and just hears our opinions out. You know what I'm saying? So I, I need Julie's help for a second. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna get off topic for a second. So, Julie, I've been trying to get Beyonce to look at me as a suitable option, <laughs> as a replacement for Jay Z. Um, she likes Brooklyn men. I'm from Brooklyn. I'm, I'm great with the kids. I work uh-huh. with kids as my profession, um, so I'm good. I also know how to talk and be around people who, who might go through a divorce. And, you know, and I know how to nurture that, and I know how to figure that out. So whatever you could do to, to make this happen for cheese will be greatly appreciated. I will send you a bottle of wine. Any <laughs> listeners out there, tweet that to Beyonce. <laughs> I, she can find me in Brooklyn. And I'm sure I could save enough money to, to take care of her. I give awesome back massages. Uh, so Beyonce. I think you have to go to, go through Jay Z first, and that's a little bit scary. I don't know if I'm down. I, I do. I, I, I hear you. Tough one. You I'm not so here. Anybody out there who's willing to take the L for, for cheese? Yo. I, I would appreciate that. I will settle for Solange. Okay, uh, so that's my pitch. That's horrible. You said that. You settled. I'm sorry. I want to choose Solange first. Solange is kind of the bigger deal. I've always been such a huge Beyonce fan, but recently I've been more of a Solange fan, and I think she's absolutely incredible, and her vision for things is so refreshing. I'm just completely obsessed with her. Like, I forgot about Beyonce. After this, after that's job. a big statement. 
Yeah, that's a huge statement. Shade tree has been planted. <laughs> um, but no, if, if Beyonce, if, look out. <laughs> if you have a moment to listen to the episode, uh, episode nine point five with me and Callie, we talk about that exact same thing. That even though we acknowledge Beyonce's superstar qualities and her like a one in a lifetime type of performer, uh, we can't. We'll never take away that from her. Solange right now is just such such a refreshing down to earth uh act that it's it's it, I, I feel like she's gonna surpass her rather quickly i thought she had the better album um between the two so i'm i'm glad someone who actually knows what they're talking about affirmed that uh yeah so that's well, and considering and considering that i think that um what beyonce put out this year was her best work Yes. Because I think she fully um, owned her vision. Uh, she wasn't afraid. I feel like the fearlessness and something that Nina Simone, if those who don't know Nina Simone, was an amazing songwriter, uh, musician, 70s, 60s. She did all the great stuff. But she said the, the her definition of freedom is to lose that fear, to not have fear. And I think that our artists, a lot of the time, don't... Um, own that and mm-hmm. and i think beyonce was ready to let that fear go so she talked about a lot of real stuff especially what she's going through in her life i hope it's real i'm still skeptical but nonetheless she did produce really great work yeah uh, so yeah. go ahead julie sorry i was just gonna say yeah definitely i did really like the album she put out this year i just feel like i'm always gonna love anything beyonce does but i feel like she's more of the pop star but solange is like involved in every single thing with her album she's producing it she's writing every single word she's Mm -hmm. directing every video she's it's just all her and and it's real and i think that's what i love so much what i like about solange but almost any artist that tries different things because solange wasn't a success right away uh she has released some trash albums so let's 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 not ignore that but i do think uh, i'm out you know how i am Kelly. hey do it hey you have to speak the truth you have to but she her growth as a person her connection to the earth has produced this this thing that i'm going to carry with me for the rest of my life and i just feel like that has been so rewarding to watch and i'm really proud of her and i'm really going to champion her for the next couple of years and uh, i like to see that so for anyone out there don't give up on artists don't just dismiss them give them chance to grow and to try new things childish did that mm-hmm. solange did that and it and it's it's and we're reaping the benefit for them going outside of the box bruno mars uh dropped that uh 24k that I started listening to today, um, and I'm like, okay, yeah, I slept on that one. Something special. No, yeah. no, no. I, I completely agree with you, Cheese. Um, Julie, I want to know your your thoughts about this because I feel like a lot of the time, uh, listeners and, and music goers um, are more understanding of an artist's evolution as opposed to just people who press play on their phones or their iPods. Um I think it's really important for for listeners to be understanding of the evolution of art and music. Um, but I don't know which artist is really doing that. And and to point out a mainstream artist like Beyonce, one of the biggest superstars, to see her growth from being managed from her father to now managing herself, her music has grown exponentially. And I think mm-hmm. 
a huge part of what our responsibility is as music lovers is to give people that opportunity to be the artists and the musicians that we know that they can be, um, regardless of their flaws. So I, I don't know how you feel about artist uh, evolution and, and how listeners should pay attention to that more. That's actually a great point, Callie. Um, I'm like, uh, I'm very biased when it comes to my favorite artists. Um, yeah, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> you know, you're, if, you're on the right if, show. Yeah, I mean, if Kendrick was to come out with a trap album tomorrow, I wouldn't be able to, you know, grasp the whole idea that he's going, you know, he's evolving and blah blah. blah. But, um, for example, he did evolve too. If you if you listen to to Pimp a Butterfly and if you listen to Good Kid, Mad City, it's two completely different vibes but it's great album so it's not like he totally changed you know he the lyrics are there the authenticity is there but the sound is different i'm okay with that i just probably wouldn't be okay with them completely evolving into something that i'm not used to if that makes any sense yeah, no, right. that, that well, makes sense. And then we have to pay attention to our, our notion of evolving and, like, digressing, right? Mm-hmm. And so what it means to, to, to be your higher self and then what it means to kind of downplay and compromise your work. So mm-hmm. very, good point. I, I completely agree with that, too. And saying that, I still don't like that J. Cole album. Because, <laughs> because Three G's. The, the evolution, I thought he played it safe. And I thought that I was waiting for more because I think he's going to be great. Don't get me wrong. I, I think he's still a must listen to artist. I'm just mm-hmm. not in love with it the way everybody else is. I'm like, I don't get it. I, I don't, uh-huh. I don't. I don't I'm with it. you. I know <laughs> you are. Uh, Julie's going to uh, hang up the phone now because we said that. Uh, no, actually, Julie, what do you think? <laughs> actually, to be honest, I haven't heard his new album yet. Um, I'm not the biggest J. Cole fan, not to take or... away anything from him, mm-hmm. but I've never been, he's never really impressed me for me to See? follow everything and for me to wait for him to release something like, he could not release something for years and, and I wouldn't be bothered by it. Mm-hmm. So, um, mm-hmm. that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Julie plants the best shade trees. <laughs> I, I, I gotta speak the truth, right? But, yeah. You do, you do. We appreciate you. <laughs> but I really liked, um, what was the last one? Forest Hills, right? Yeah. Forest yeah. Hills, yeah. I really Maybe liked that people. album. Yeah. Yeah, that's a solid album. So I, when I heard this one and it didn't come close to it, I'm like, I just had to question it a little bit. But I still think he has talent. But, you know, I'm looking forward to hearing more from him. And and I'm so I'm not dismissing him. I just, I'm just waiting more that's coming from someone who's 36 though you know so my my ears for things is different but mm-hmm. I, and i look forward to 10 years down the road you know mm-hmm. i look forward to that so he's still a young cat i think he needs to read more i think he needs to talk to listen i even talk listen to older people just listen to older people talk and learn and yeah. and, and, and and every artist should really um just get more information that way and to the more you know the more you're going to be able to deliver content that's great for everybody but j cole i have a lot of hopes for him um so where were you julie when when you first fell in love 
with hip hop because this is obviously your passion. You do this for a living. Yeah. Um, where? How did this start? Like, what was the song you heard? Where were you? Where were you in your parents' house? Where were you were <laughs> writing? And where were you when this music hit you? And you were like, "What is this?" Mm. Yeah, you know, people have asked me that so many times, and I can't really remember exactly how it happened because I was so young. Mm. I just know that. I started like my dad was a huge Run DMC fan, Beastie Boys fan, so I always remember hearing that around the house. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, but then I I just remember being probably like eight or nine years old, and I was like completely obsessed with Tupac. So I don't know how that started, mm. and then from there on, I was really into West Coast sound because I thought that's all we had. And then one day I heard Tribe, and as soon as I heard Tribe, that like opened the doors for me to really dig into hip hop because I had never heard that sound before. I was so used to listening to Snoop and Pac and Dre and like all the West Coast stuff. So as soon as I heard Tribe and I got into East Coast hip hop, I was completely hooked, and that was like when I was probably like twelve, thirteen. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Hip hop early days. It was very regional. Um, and everyone had their own style. Like I just was East Coast down. I mean, I, I'm in Brooklyn, so you know, if we're talking around the same time, you know, uh, I had Wu Tang. Everyone knows that's what I have on my skin. I'm a Wu Tang fanatic. Mm -hmm. um, Wu Tang. I had tried Midnight Marauder and Enter the 36 Chamber came out on the same day. Mm -hmm. You tell me that's like the greatest day in hip hop. Um, okay. Can't, <laughs> the two best albums arguably of all time, came out at the same day. <clears throat> you know, it's, it's amazing. Um, so I was, like, very anti-West Coast. And anyone mm -hmm. that hears the show knows that, like, I picked a side. I was East Coast, and I refused to listen to anything West Coast. Um, but West Coast music right now, East, West Coast hip-hop right now, is pretty strong. There's a mm -hmm. big, big, big roster right now. But... That, the Snoop Dogg, the Tribe, that's just a, a very special time in music, especially when you're like my age, 12, 13, when those things mm -hmm. came out. It was like, what is this? Um, yeah. and, and, to, and, and to go off of that, I feel like when um, West Coast hip hop, because I am from Los Angeles, Pasadena, and East Los Angeles, um, we, we did hear a lot of Tupac, a lot of Corrupt, a lot of Nate, and Eazy-E, NWA, the whole crew. Um, um, I, I feel like there was this um, extremely intentional uh, uh, pride that came out of, of West Coast hip hop, and not and not to prove anything to the East Coast because East Coast did that's I mean hip hop was born and raised there, mm -hmm. uh, but when West Coast hip hop really came into the scene, there was. There was extreme violence behind it, you know what mm -hmm. I mean, along with the pride. And so violence has a degree of passion that a lot of people, especially like elite or industry, don't necessarily understand. So instead mm -hmm. of catering to that violence or trying to understand the program of it, they capitalized on what gang uh, violence and gangster rap was and mm -hmm. the history of how the hip hop, the uh, Southern California hip-hop came about was extremely um unfortunate in terms of capitalism but the passion behind it i think was as 
equal as East Coast. And that's what made me like really nod my head. And I was like, oh my God, I had to hide. Mm-hmm. I had to hide my CDs from my parents. I have mm-hmm. traditional parents. And I was like, nope, I'm not going to show any of you this. <laughs> it talks about a lot of crazy shit. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm, Can you relate, Julie? Like, help me. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, like Pac said, I think that it was more of the media who started that whole East Coast, West Coast drama. Mm-hmm. They were the ones who were make, putting it on the tabloids and, and all of this. Because whenever, whenever you listen to interviews with Pac or Biggie, they always say that they never started this, that the media started this. And then it turned into this huge thing. Right. But, um, but yeah, definitely. I have traditional parents, too. And I can never, especially when I was young, I could never go and buy CDs. So the reason why I only knew West Coast was because my cousin, my older cousin, would buy a bunch of CDs. And I would go and take it from his room and burn it onto my computer. <laughs> so, so, and all he had was West Coast. That's all he listened to. So that's why that was all I knew. And... Back then, I didn't have internet. Like, I couldn't download anything. So, his collection was all I had to work with. <laughs> so, so, I can relate to that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. But that, that's kind of what it was. But, but yeah, the whole East Coast, West Coast thing was so unfortunate. And because of it, two people were killed. And it sucks. Yeah. yeah. Two, two of the most, <laughs> most important people. But what I do, because with violence comes some kind of lesson. And I, I, and I think that's how I guide my life. I think we should all take lessons from the negative. And what we learned from that moment is that there's two very distinct cultures. These are coastal cities. These are very opposite and opposing cities that are coming from the same foundation and inspiration of struggling, of violence, of people being uh, marginalized, of black and brown folk. Um, so I think that's something to take note of. Cheese, you, you wanted to say something? Uh, you know I could talk about what I think about all this stuff all day long. Right. But I, I, I do think that the the music is always the antenna to what's going on on the ground. Yep. And, and I think that that's what made that special time so important because the oppression was so real that it could only come out and manifest itself in a way that was urgent, creative, um, and it really scared the powers that be because this is the uprising was reflected in the art, in the lyrics. Um, and you still have people there now, but because uh, the powers that be have learned how to change slavery around. They, they, they say they don't, they say the chains are off, but the, really the chains are still on because it's really hard as an artist to go on radios or get promotion or get noticed without projecting these ideas um, or these limitations and you really need to be sticking to your guns like you know someone like Chance the Rapper who who pushed his own style and his own um, creativeness that's very I don't know if he would have lasted in the 90s it was so different you know but but, and that's what's so refreshing and that's why I think we all love Tribe because Tribe was such a socially conscious smart group but they they just had so much soul and and they were offering something else besides the aggression it was still very aggressive in terms of their messaging message but they were always also teaching about culture and loving your culture and respecting other people's culture um and that was what makes tribe so so special 
um, and important. And important. Mm-hmm. So important to the culture, and and unfortunately, some of the new cats that are that are starting to rap and and get into it, they don't know tribe, and that's scary. I know. I mean, some of them don't even. Who was it? Was a little yadi that couldn't oh, even boy. name. They asked him to name five Tupac and Biggie songs, and he couldn't name five of them. Five of them. I bet you my baby sister could name five of them. (laughs) He's a hip-hop artist. And then a lot of, you know, older um, rappers were saying that we have to stop having that mentality. We have to stop giving them such a hard time. But... I think, it was Night, I think it was Night Wonder. He was on Twitter and he was like, you know what? Like, you have to understand there's a different generation. These kids grew up listening to different music. But if you're going to build a career off of hip-hop, then you have to know your history. Like, you can't become a doctor and not know history behind medicine or any of that. It's the same thing with hip-hop. If you can't name five Pac or Biggie songs, then something's wrong. Mm. Mm. Go ahead, Julie. Go ahead. She's just, just she's having a shade garden now. It went from planting trees to a garden full of shade. It's been real stuff. Um, All right, well, we're, we offer, we're already uh, again in line with tribe. Can we start this top five tribe tribe songs? Yeah, absolutely. So for the listeners out there, I know we've been off the format for a little bit because we just, you know, been talking. But we want to go back to the top five. So me, Julie from Dash Radio and uh, Cali West, we're going to give you our top five tribe called Quest Song. Uh, this is brought to you by Humanity versus Vanity. Uh, Julie, you wear T-shirts, right? I do. Uh, Cali, I know you wear T-shirts. I do. So let's wear T-shirts that make a statement. Yeah. That is what humanity versus vanity is all about. So if you're interested in apparel that's also making a statement, um, check them out uh, at uh, humanity versus uh, over vanity, uh, dot com. You can find them on Instagram and support them. Uh, no, they're not They're not sponsoring us. I just know when I see something, I'm going to plug it, something that's moving the culture forward, and and I think that's very important to do that. So check them out. Uh, that's Danny is Danny Adai. You can find them on uh, Facebook and Twitter and all that good stuff. Uh, that's Humanity over Vanity. Top five, Pop Cold Quest song. I'm sure we could do like a top 30 uh uh, songs. So uh, we're going to start with you, Julie, because you are the guest oh. of honor. I know that you are having a hard time picking this it. It's so sure hard. It's the hardest. I don't even have a list in front of me. I'm just going. I don't either. That's the thing. Yeah. No. I was one my heart. <laughs> uh, so, Julie, let's put it out there. What's your number five? Oh, we're starting from the... Oh, that's even harder. Okay, because yeah. I, I know my, my first two are always going to be the same, but all right. Okay, top five. Starting <laughs> number with five. number five, which is like the lowest, but still the lowest, and like the lowest of the best. You know, and it's, uh, it's blasphemy almost. It, it really is. It's like picking your favorite child. This is so yeah. hard. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Number five, I will go with... We've got the jazz. Oh, nice. Is that which album that one off? The low end? Yes. Yes. Low end theory. So what's up with that song? Why why that one? Like this I love the soulfulness of that of that song. I like the I like the 
I love the beat. Um, and then when Q-Tip starts his verse, he's just so calm. I just love it. It's like yeah. so soothing. Yeah, <sighs> that song is great. And I don't know where it's going to be in mind if it is. Uh, I'll go to my number five. Uh, this is so hard. I'm just going with my gut. I don't have a list. Uh, this is like I, almost impossible. I, it's impossible. That's what it so is. I'm going to go with one off the new album. Ooh, let's go. Now, the thing, is, the thing is that Tribe came out when I was like 13. You oh. know, so these songs have stayed with me. The new album just came out in November. I was like three years old. Yeah. <laughs> when they started yeah. to pop off. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for the age drop. I'm um, <laughs> <laughs> I was just born. <laughs> uh, so the new one is, I'm interested in understanding how I'll feel about it 10 years down the line, mm-hmm. like Midnight Marauders and Low End Theory and um, the, the debut album. I They stayed with me for, for many, many years. Is this one many, many months? But I think it's, gonna last um it's gonna be solid wall of sound oh that's okay i'm like it's 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 everything that (laughs) it that is everything beyonce once again i'm available i'm just saying (laughs) um solid wall of sound is everything that makes tribes special Mm. and it reminded me of why i love them so much and when i heard it I, i i that's when I realize how much I love them, and I may have to switch who my favorite group of all time is. And that's saying a lot, because how much I love Wu-Tang. Um, that, that's a lot. What? That's a big thing. Ah. That album has really shifted <laughs> my that's opinion. That's huge. I know. I I'm, I'm, must be drinking something. Um, <laughs> so Q-Tip kills it, but what makes it great is when Fife does his reggae little thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, I love going back and forth. Every song. And then the masterful use of Busta mm-hmm. in that song and how he comes in with that growl <laughs> and that low tone that he comes in and going back and forth with Fife. And then you have the high pitch um, Q-tip coming in at, at the same speed and the sound, the, the, the production. It's, it's, it's easily one of the greatest Five songs, but one of the best songs of the whole year. It's just masterful. Can I just say how happy I was to hear Busta in this <laughs> piece of work and, and the way that he came in? It's like, uh, you know how we were talking about the evolution of the artist? I feel like he came in with his highest self because yeah. he knew how important this piece of work was. He, his growls, oh my God, Jesus. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I was I was really excited to hear the album a lot. Actually, that song, um, I'm actually very close with Five's manager, and he was telling me that Fall Wall of Sounds is one of the only songs on the album where Five was completely involved through the whole thing. Because for a lot of the album, he passed away before it was completed, so he hasn't heard a bunch of the songs, but Solid Wall of Sound was one that they all created together. 
So I think that's why it's so special at the same time. This is why having Julie here is important. She has those backstories. I didn't even know that. That's a that's wow. amazing. Yeah, that's yeah. incredible. And, but cheese. Um, we were talking about how uh, the reason why Tribe is so special is because they they created their work like that with true collaboration, physical co collaboration. They were. Uh, they were fans of of facing each other while they were being at at the most vulnerable, and mm -hmm. and that's why they their work even speaks volumes that way. Oh if, my God, it's so good. I, I can I can I can argue that that could be the best song on the album. It's it's arguable because there's so many good ones. But imagine how good that album could have been if they were still having that same collaboration the way they had for this song. That's a scary thought to have how much better it could have been that's, which is that's crazy stop. that's crazy to me stop. like what you stop diabetes <laughs> didn't take you this is you know, i know uh, when i think about it it just makes me so sad because it's like when like the heart of the group is gone so you know if you're not going to have any more so you really have to just cherish this album as like the final final album for good we're good. That's, we're that's good. tough. We're good, Julie. No. Oh, I know. I'm it's so, so hard for me to hear that. Uh, Julie, this is what you need to lie to us. There's still going to be a new one. I have to look forward to things. Uh, Callie West, where you at? Number five. Try four questions. And, and you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm starting it off uh, just like you, Cheese. I'm going to go with their latest work uh, because I think we need to pay respect to what they've done. Um, with the with the last album, and I think it's all of it. All of it is great. Um, and what I find extremely important in this album was the space program. Space right, program was and is right now my favorite song on that album. Uh, Jerobi comes back, and he he has his two cents in it. Um, I think it's important to have all the four back in there originally um it it really it, it's not a preachy song and that's the thing a lot of a lot of their songs preach um to choirs and preach to to you know uh listeners that are not necessarily familiar with their work um but i think this song really makes the messaging fun um, and, and for me to learn, I need to laugh. I need to feel good. I need to nod my head. And right now, especially with the elections, with everything going on and tribe has always been politically conscious, socially aware, uh, for the people, by the people and the space program really highlights, uh, where they're still at. And, and this song could have been made in the 90s. It could have been made in the late 80s. It feels like that. And because it mm -hmm. feels like that, that's what I think makes it great. Because in 2016, it still is very brilliant and genius. Space Program it gives me chills. And, and again, I'm going to reiterate, I'm a cyclist. I, I need to be able to bike to your, to your music. And so I'm mm -hmm. able to bike to, to this song a lot. And, and it, it brings me chills. Space Program is the shit. I love it. Um, I don't know what y'all think about it. I mean, what a way to open an album. I mean, exactly. That, <laughs> right. I mean, my That's exactly my thought. It's uh, such a great album opener. Yes. Yeah. yeah, like, I have all these songs. Which is track one, Space Program. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm, 
if you have a dud first song as your lead in, people ain't gonna listen to that whole thing. And then you follow it up with um, We the People. We the it's, People? It's like, come on. Anyway, yeah. I, let's, we're gonna be here all night and Cali West has some <laughs> things to do. Um, uh, Julie Dash Radio, where you at? Number four. Okay, number four. I'm going to go ahead with God Lives Through. Oh yeah, because um, yeah, I love I love the chords on on that song for some reason. The chords on that song just I don't know gives me this feeling. I just love that song. Isn't that the special thing about Tribe? It just it's hard to explain. It just you just feel it. (laughs) Yeah, it just just feel exactly. You just feel it, and and this is one of those songs where I, I listen to it at least probably once a day. That's, oh, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a is, big it, is it on Midnight Martyrs? No. It is. No, no. It's the last. It's, oh, yeah. It, it is. It After, is. After uh, Lives to Go. Yes, yeah. It's the last track on the album. Yeah. Perfect yeah. way to end something. Talk about starting something. They knew how to fucking end uh, something. Exactly. Yeah. That's a good number four. Cali West, where you at? Number four. Oh, man. Oh, I don't know, but uh, I do. Um, I think you... my number four. Uh, and and uh, like Julie said, I, th- I think my number four is We Got the Jazz. Yeah. Um, uh, my number four is We Got the Jazz. I, I think We Got the Jazz uh, also uh, reintroduced the idea of, because they were very repetitive. They're very repetitive in their work, and there's certain lines that they always repeat. And one of the lines that stuck out to me within that in- entire body of work is is waking up the dead, r- resurrect the dead. Yeah. And um, uh, we got the jazz. When it was said in that song, I, I listened to that the most. They w- they were woke a long time ago before a lot of people were. And uh, the the instrument the instrumentalism in that song was incredible. Uh, it, it's the reason why they love the craft so much. We got the jazz is so well put, and they didn't. And it it, it, it sounds effortless. It's seamless. God, I, I just like I kind of want to just take a bubble bath and just listen to that and drink <laughs> exactly. white wine. Jesus, it's so good. My God, it's it's. Super, super soothing. It's just, it's so calming. Yeah. And uh, actually, I was, I was reading a couple of months ago that that was Pete Rock's song. Yeah. Like he, he, the, he did the first draft of the song or something like that, which I never knew. Ah, yeah. They shout him yeah. out too. They shout Pete Rock out towards the end of it. They shout out Large Pro. Um, shout out to Large Pro. I'm, I'm always a fan since what he did with Nas, but. Uh, they they give respect, you know what I mean? Like they always acknowledge the people that work on these songs, and and I'm uh, I'm forever thankful for them. But we got the jazz at number four. Cheese, where you at with number four? I'm still looking for you, Beyonce. Just want you to know. <laughs> uh, number, we gotta num- we gotta do something about that. <laughs> I know. Well, I'm gonna send you a video package to your email address, Beyonce. Um, number four, I got fucking out. Good one. Yeah. The, the, like, you start the song plucking a bass. Mm-hmm. That's all you need. A stand-up bass, and you, that's, that's the beginning of the song. 
and then the 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 drums drop and and there's Fife. Um, and he goes in. And he goes in. <laughs> it's, it's just, and you know, they're so whimsical and they can be so like humorous and just it's just lighthearted. Uh, it's just the way they present their music and that song in particular. It what makes that song great and that album great. Uh, Low in theory, the great is how simple it is. Mm. Here's a bass. It's played, it's sampled to greatly, and we're not going to take away from that beautiful chord with all these other distortions and reverbs. We're going to give it to you in its simplest, purest form. And that's what makes that song so great. There's nothing complicated about the beat. Nothing. Mm -hmm. It's just a, a bass, drums, a little sample here, and a lot of energy, a lot of positivity. And that's one of those... Like, Cali, when I get in my car, I, that's one of the ones I want to play. Besides, yeah. doc, besides anything Dr. Drake. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, that one, and, and when I'm around the Barclays Center, because I don't, I live really close to the Barclays Center, mm -hmm. I'm going to be playing some Beyonce, just in case she's <laughs> Um So, yeah, bugging out, number four. Number three, Julie, where you at? All right. Number three, I'm gonna go ahead with Check the Rhyme. Oh, because I just love the way they go back and forth on that track. Like, just constantly, it's it's tip and then it's five, it's tip. It's not just like one verse and then second verse. It's like constantly back and forth. And I love how they play around that song. So, yeah. I'm gonna say Check the Rhyme. I also love, love, love the horns in that song. Or the yeah. yes. horns or trumpets? Bobby, I think it's horns. Probably horns, yeah. But but I know Q-Tip loves trumpets, so I wouldn't be surprised if, like, the underlayer of that was trumpets. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a good know. one. And, that, and that's <laughs> what makes them special, that back and forth is, is, is one of a kind there. I mean, I think Ghost and Ray do it well as well, but not as good as um, Q-Tip and Fife. Uh, that's yeah. a good one. Number uh, three. Uh, Callie, where you at? Number three, um, and I, I was in between that, uh, check the rhyme, and between this other one that I'm going to name, and I think this is my number three, um, and this word is not in my vocabulary, but for the sake of the show, um, I think suck a nigga is my number three. I think mm -hmm. what this song represented at the time um, is calling out all of the people who became puppets uh, after a while in terms of music, uh, movement, justice. Um, this song challenged, uh, I think, black and brown folks for what it was. There's a lot of rioting and a lot of protests happening at the time. And you mm -hmm. can't be a sucker, you know what I mean? Like, you got to step up and really own your your ground you gotta own what you believe in and you can't be scared he 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 used history he used facts um and this Q -tip. is all q-tip also which is very interesting uh fife wasn't part of this song but i think the composition uh was was so good and um my man most death <laughs> also did uh um a remix off of this song and it was really amazing but th this song i can play it uh, a lot it, it, it becomes 
it becomes so almost a ceremony to me. Um, and and, and a, a lot of that is because I can't necessarily say all of the terminology of this. You know what I mean? It still hurts me. And there's my vocabulary is very specific in terms of how I address things. But this is a song that really opened my eyes to a lot of things. So that's my number three. That's a really good pick. Yeah. Yeah, I would. There's nothing to say there. <laughs> I mean, I mean, any pick, any song we pick at this point, um, anything outside of Q-Tip solo albums, we're gonna be good in. Um, <laughs> number, number three for me is uh, lyrics to go. Oh, yeah. um, lyrics to go. <clears throat> I was too. <laughs> every time I go back to Midnight Marauders, I actually go straight to lyrics to go first. Oh. I, I don't want to wait to listen to that song. Yeah. Um, it is a, it is special to me. Like it's a very emotional song for me. Huge. Very emotional song for me, and it's one of the first early songs that I connected, or 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 infected me emotionally, mm -hmm. and mostly with the production. Is so the production is everything that I find beautiful in sounds. Mm -hmm. And um, and even though the sounds don't even really go anywhere, they just like you're just holding down the key, <laughs> the mm -hmm. whole song. Um, but it's 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 beautiful. It's spacey. It's soulful. It, it's 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 just a special piece of production. And then on top of that, you have Q-Tip and Fife really merging their lyrics extremely well with the track and some people are good spitters but they pick bad tracks in production for their rhymes yeah. um i king los is like that uh anything raekwon did that's some of nas like, <laughs> some of nas like their lyrics are good but the beats don't match or yeah. doesn't hit the 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 sincerity of their lyrics but with every tribe song there's always like the track always meshes well with what they're saying but lyrics to go does it in a way for me that if I would have to make a top 10 song of all time, uh, Lyrics To Go is definitely in the conversation. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not the most popular um, Tribe Called Quest uh, song because of the, you know, the radio single songs are the more popular ones for obvious reasons. But this is one of those like deeper cuts that I think Tribe Called Quest, Tribe Called Quest fans will really understand why it makes it so special, uh, especially for Midnight Marauders. Um, so Lyrics To Go, number three for me. That's a great pick. Have you um have you heard the sample the original sample of that song? Yeah, because I pay attention to your Spotify list. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. Um, but the when I heard the original sample of that song, the original song is so amazing and it totally makes sense to me. After that, I was like, all right, lyrics to go is definitely in my top two. After hearing yeah. the sample. So that goes into your top two. Is that is that your is that one of them? It's, now that I think of it, now that you reminded me, it's probably like number four. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I mean, try this about. I, I feel like we can't really stay committed to this list. I know. It's well, forever changing. I have commitment issues anyway. So here we go. <laughs> I could. Us. I could switch that one out with Godless Truth. <laughs> a year from now we'll do this again and it's gonna be a completely different list um julie where you at with number two number shout out to beyonce <laughs> beyonce um number two i'm gonna go with 
one of my favorite songs of all time and definitely one of my favorite Dilla beats of all time. It has to be Find a Way. Yeah. And Way. <laughs> yeah, that one I is... I that, all right? <laughs> that one, that's another song that just makes me... It's just all feels. Like, when I listen yeah. to that song. And um, what makes it even more interesting is that when I was looking at the samples... It doesn't really have any samples besides one, and the only sample is is the girl who's singing in the background. Mm-hmm. So, so that that pretty much that whole song was just Dilla, like Dilla's mind. And um, rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace, Dilla. So, I think that's really cool, and I love what the song is about because <laughs> I could relate to it. Mm-hmm. So, um, <laughs> tell us so, how you really feel, Julie. Come on. <laughs> No, but someone actually dedicated it to me once, so I was like, okay, this, this is why I love this song. But, yeah. Romantic. <laughs> That's another podcast altogether, Julie, and I think that involves wine. Yeah. <laughs> but anything with Dilla, Dilla's such a special producer, so he knows how to make you feel something. I feel like the way he does his production is not by what sounds good, but what feels good. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes him so special. And I know you're a big Dilla person. I'm sure we could do a top five with just Dilla. Oh, yeah. Because um, I know you're all into the Dilla. I'm sure, I'm taking a wild guess, but I'm sure you have a vinyl collection. I, think you, I do, uh, I do, yeah. That was, that was a safe guess. Reading your um, mind. Yeah. I do. I'm, I have to work on mine. Um, I know, Callie, you have one. Uh, Callie, where you at? Number two, Top Quest. Number two, uh, you know, it's very similar to Julie's. It's very similar vibe. It's very, um, and I think that this hits the emotional chords and uh, the way that we feel about things in uh, certain ways. But my number two is uh, electric relaxation. Mm-hmm. And um, I think in order to, I mean, at least for me to listen to this song, I, I, I pay attention to, for, first of all, I like to pay attention to, to beats and rhythm and, <clears throat> and riffs and, notes and compositions but with this one like the lyrics were very very important to me and and tribe is they're important writers and uh craftsmen so with this song i love the women admiration i love how they uh portray what they're about and some of it 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 can be a little misogynistic um and and not to highlight that but it's the reality of men um but for men to come out of of oppression and into consciousness of what love and women and all of that is was really refreshing to hear and i think this song um i usually listen to this song by myself and i think those are important moments Mm -hmm. within your relationship with music or any kind of songs so electric relaxation is is my number two it was that the first single of Midnight Marauder? I think I actually think it was the War Tour. That was the first single. Mm-hmm. Uh, electric Relaxation is another typical tribe classic. The, the, the production. It's a single. Yeah. The, the production is sensational. Um, and yeah, I, I can hear what you're saying about the misogynistic stuff but you know tribe surrounds himself with so much other conscious lyrics that they they i feel like i allow them to go into that caveman mentality for a second understanding yeah. that they know better yeah. like it's okay to say 
wow, that that flower right there is really attractive. Yeah. You know, because, because, you know what I'm saying? Because they have so much content. And, you know, me and Callie talk a lot, especially me as a male, I talk about men's male liberation Mm -hmm. as something that needs to be addressed in our world to get rid of a lot of the stuff that's going on in our world. And I'm a big person, a big believer that when we fix men's oppression and liberation, that we will fix the world. Yeah, and I, I feel I like that it. song was like a, a almost like a precursor to yeah. men's sexual liberation consciously because men have always been liberated in, in terms of that field, saying whatever you want to say, especially in hip-hop uh, movement and, and, and culture. But this song puts them... Like women, when women are sexually liberated, they're mm-hmm. raw and they're raunchy and they say some real heavy stuff, but it's 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 endearing. It's not necess- it's not insulting. Um, and, they don't, and they don't talk about that a lot in any of their albums. Yeah. So, you know what I'm saying? It's like in a lot of other people's albums, they're always talking about it, always whatever. It's a part of their trophy yep. and a part of the part that I don't like about hip-hop, and that's a whole different episode. But Tribe does it in a way that's um, understandable and you understand where they're coming from, but also they're not, they understand what their oppression's about, male oppression. Like, they're not, they're not just saying it to say it. They understand where they're coming from, and I appreciate that. Uh, my number two, I'm going to cheat. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to pick two. No! You I'm, can't I'm, do I'm, that. You what are you talking you about? You didn't let me do that. We didn't. Yeah. <laughs> one. I think, but once you hear why. No, you got to okay. one right I'm now. I'm going to go in. Make up your mind. I'll say both. No. And then I'll pick one. It's scenario ah, and the scenario bloop, that's remix. That's it. Uh, it's a scenario. That's all I heard. That's all I heard it, was scenario. Because I'm going to interrupt you. <laughs> scenario. Why is, no, why is scenario num- your number two? Do I have to explain why? <laughs> to, to the, the listener, the, to the young listeners, yes, you do. Unfortunately. Okay. That song is their hardest song. Woo! It's their hardest song. It's yep. the one when when I think about yeah. going to the gym because I don't go to the gym. When I think about going to the gym <laughs> and I want to motivate myself to go to the gym, um, Scenario is always one of those songs. Buses on it, um, meters of the new school. The way they flow, it's just it's just beautiful. And of course, the scenario remix is good as well. Um, mm-hmm. Don't cut me off for that. Um, that that is just a special collaboration. I don't think I could think of a song with so many features on it that just flows so effortlessly. You could tell they were having fun, and yeah. you could tell they were in the room together. And um, Buster's shining right before his debut came out. He's on that. That made that song made him a star. Like yeah. I want you to think about Buster wasn't out yet. He wasn't out yet. His the the coming didn't release. Yep. Wuha didn't drop. Mm-hmm. He stole the show on that album. And I know we talk about Tribe, but Buster's a big part of Tribe's legacy. Um, and he says it that made too. him a star. Mm-hmm. It made him a star. Rah rah like a dungeon dragon. Like where's this guy? Yeah, and, and it wet your appetite for more. But that goes to the ear of tribe. They were ahead of the times and who was good artists. The whole, the whole native tongue, 
movement was, was very special. So scenario or scenario remix, whichever one you prefer. Uh, number two, uh, Julie, we covered your number two, correct? That was we did. And, then, uh, and, and you uh, know what? I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna interrupt only because my number one, Julie, you're gonna have to go second because my number one is scenario. So I want us to continue the conversation with scenario. So my number one was scenario, big cheese. Um, See, if I knew that, I would have went through the remix. Nah, <laughs> homie. <laughs> Still. No, I mean, I, I agree with you. Scenario is such a good job. It's it's such a good piece of... um, It's a masterpiece. It's a masterpiece. Low in theory on Scenario. And I think one of the lines... Uh, and, and the reason why I picked Scenario is is because it was one of the first Tribe songs that I heard when I was a kid. And I was like, what? What is this? What is going on with the world that, that people aren't that hyped about it? Um, when it... Did we lose you? Uh, oh, uh, no. For those folks, we, we lost Jackie. No, she was going so good. We lost her, but uh, Scenario... It's one of those, yeah, she just called out. It's all good, it happens. But Scenario is one of those songs that are so, 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 so uh, special. Um, I think that, I can't hate on that. Yeah, the cool thing about Scenario is that every single person on that um, song is just bringing so much energy. And usually on a lot of the Tribe songs, like Q-Tip is a little bit more laid back. Some of them, Fife is laid back, but on this one, it's like everyone is just bringing so much energy. All of, all of them. Right? Yeah. It's just a special, special, special song. Uh, I like both of them. I could go with either one. But my number one for sure, and if you hear that little click in the background, it's because we're trying to reconnect. Um, electric Relaxation is my number one, bar none. The production, the lyrics, um, you could play it at any time. And even if you never heard the song, you're like, what is this? It's a special yeah. track. It's a uh, Q-Tip and Fife. Uh, kill it. It's the second single off the Midnight Marauder, and it pushed that album even further into the uh, echelon of, of hip hop. Uh, the call just dropped with Jackie. I'm sure she just she'll call back. But that was mine uh, for sure. Uh, and man, that could have been a war tour. That could have been um, Bonita Applebaum. It could have been anything that could have mm-hmm. been number one. But Electric Relaxation um, hits what and highlights everything that makes Trap Coca Quest special. Uh, where are you with your number? That you, is actually your, my number baby. one. Too. That is actually Yay. my number one. <laughs> that's definitely that's always gonna be my number one. I I'll always have a number one favorite tribe song, and it's that. Um, just like you said, like that beat, those chords. I mean, it's just such a feel good record. I feel like it just. That's something that I want to listen. That's something I want to listen to before I sleep. That's something I want to listen to when I wake up, when I'm driving. It's just one of those songs. It's it's one of those songs like if you're having like a barbecue with your friends, your family, you put it on. Everyone can buy food. It's an easy listening kind of experience. Um, It's a special song. And then you and then you have a war tour that matches up well with that. That whole uh, Midnight Marauders Uh, pop quiz though. Which is your favorite tribe? Uh oh. Oh, definitely Midnight Marauders. Midnight Marauder. Yeah. yeah. That, what about yours? It, when I picked up Wu-Tang in Midnight Marauder, it cemented those two as my number one and two favorite albums of all time, period. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> I didn't expect that album to affect me as much as it as it did. I'm sure you didn't either when it hit you, but it, it's, 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 
I think it's the essence of hip hop. That album is a great example of how to use samples, how to introduce people to different type of music. I mean, a lot of people don't mess around with jazz samples. Mm-hmm. The way Tribe does. So that was great. And then you have two people who are super smart and super charismatic mm-hmm. and, and energetic flowing back and forth. The Midnight Marauder, I think, was their peak album. Mm-hmm. Um, they, so I... I would yeah. go there, but this new album, honestly, Julie, we could talk in ten years and we could see how that the newest album sits on our palate um, because it, I want to see how it ages. I'm sure it's going to age well, um, so I'm interested in like many years from now revisiting that yeah. conversation. Um, now that we really sit with that album, but yeah, Midnight Marauders. Yeah, yeah. That, it's it's definitely hard choosing between Midnight Marauders and Low End Theory, and that's a topic of conversation a lot between people trying to choose one out of those two. But for me personally, definitely it's definitely Midnight Marauders because that's what Electric Relaxation is on, and Godless. Like most of my favorite songs are on that album, so yeah, it has for to be sure. That one. And and this new one is amazing. I, to me, it's already a classic. But like I said, I'm a little bit biased when it comes to my favorite artists, so it's always going to be a classic to me. That's what's great about this show. Come with your biases. <laughs> it, it's it's we, we don't pretend to know what we're talking about whatsoever. We just we just want to have a conversation about things we love. So you know, take the opportunity to thank you, Julie, for coming on the show, uh, the Dash Radio. We're so happy that you uh, were willing to meet with us and just talk, just talk as friends and lovers of this. And you made some friends here on the west, Co- uh, the east coast, and I know that we'll connect soon again. So thank you for that. You can check her out. On, uh, on Twitter um, and Dash Radio, support the cause of the there. She behind the scenes. Um, um, can you plug your show? Uh, yeah, first off, thank you so much for having me. That was a lot of fun. I'm down to come back whenever you guys invite me to talk more. But um, you guys can follow me on Twitter at LA underscore Masala. And you'll find my Instagram link there. But my Instagram is midnight underscore Marauder. <laughs> Nice. And do, do you have a set time for when you, your show uh, comes on? My show? Yeah, the one you uh, program. Your baby. Uh, well, I don't program a show. I program the entire station. So, yeah, so. Y- so you guys, if you go on the Dash Radio app, you can tune into Native Rhymes. And basically, everything you hear on there is programmed by me. So. So check out the Native Rhyme over at the Dash app. Da- download that on whatever device you're at. I know I do. I listen to it quite frequently, and it's fantastic stuff. Um, so check that out. Um, shout out to Kylie West and your bad internet. Um, Beyonce, I'm out here. You can find me at Crush A Lot, a podcast at gmail.com, Twitter, um, Snapchat. Facebook. If you want to come on the show, everybody's invited on the show. You don't have to agree with us. You could be a red state. It doesn't matter to <laughs> us. If you want to come on the show, uh, reach us out at specialappodcastgmail.com. Uh, take your time, share, leave reviews. Uh, once again, thanks uh, to Julie Dash Radio. And we're signing off. Be safe. Thank you, guys.